Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 112 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxn10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxn10. The big games out last week were F1 2021 and Sid Meier's Civilization VI Anthology. The games coming out this week include Chris Tales, Death's Door, Mind Maze, The Last Rolling Hero, Last Stop, Urban Trial Tricky, The Sims 4 Cottage Living, Orcs Must Die 3, Where the Snow Settles, Airy, Calm Mind, and Scrap Garden. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have seven to cover this week. Number one, Valve's new Steam Deck can run Windows and turn into a handheld Xbox. Tom Warren at The Verge writes, Valve just announced its new handheld Steam Deck powered by a custom Linux operating system. The 7-inch device will play the latest AAA games, and because it's a PC, you'll even be able to install Windows on it. That means the Steam Deck could be the perfect Xbox portable, given Microsoft's investment in shipping all of its future Xbox Game Studios titles on PC. Quote, Steam Deck is a PC, so you can install third-party software and operating systems, end quote, says Valve, which means this hardware isn't locked down in the way we're used to seeing from tech companies. The Steam Deck itself will ship with SteamOS, a custom Linux operating system that loads into the familiar Steam interface you're used to on PC. While Linux support for gaming has been improved in recent years, particularly thanks to Valve's Proton efforts, less than 15% of all games on Steam officially support Linux and SteamOS. That's 7,586 games out of a possible 54,280 on Steam, compared to only 13 games on Steam that won't work on Windows. Installing Windows on the Steam Deck would open the device up to thousands of games on Steam that aren't listed as SteamOS compatible yet, and Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass subscription. You can check to see if the games if you play are supported over on Valve's Steam site or the Proton database. I put this as the lead story as the possibility of a handheld Xbox is really exciting. If this actually works as good as it says, and the proof will be in the pudding when this releases and more hands get on it, it would be awesome to have a native way to play Xbox games on a handheld. Cloud streaming has come a long way, and it's getting there, and it's okay right now, but natively playing PC games on a mobile device is awesome. Number two, Xbox controller may get dual sense-like features in the future, suggests Phil Spencer. Don Pepiet at VG247 writes, Xbox boss Phil Spencer has suggested that Microsoft may add features inspired by the DualSense controller to its own pad after complementing the PS5 tech. If you pick up an Xbox Series X or S pad, you'll be forgiven for thinking it was the same as the one you were using on Xbox One. Aesthetically and functionally, they are incredibly similar. But the pad may get some more updates in the future. In the latest Kinda Funny Games cast, thanks VGC, Spencer reiterated that Xbox probably won't get any major hardware accessories, such as a VR headset anytime soon, but the pad may see some revisions in the near future. Quote, when I think about our hardware roadmap, and I really love the evolution of Liz Hammerin's team and the work they've done, we're definitely thinking about different kinds of devices that can bring more games to more places. There's probably some work that I will do on the controller. I think Sony's done a nice job with their controller, and we kind of look at some of that and think there are things that we should go do, end quote. It makes sense that he'd be inspired by the DualSense, haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, a built-in microphone, and more makes it feel like a true next-gen bit of kit. I think if you're an Xbox gamer and you don't have an Elite Series controller like myself, I think it leaves a little to be desired when you play on the DualSense. I personally love the Xbox controller, I think the form factor, the sticks are the best way to play a video game, period, but I do love the DualSense controller and the tech inside. 
It's not great for every game, a hardcore shooter, you might want to turn off the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback, but it is such a step up from the DualShock 4, and I'd love to see Xbox's version on that technology. Number 3, Xbox Series just broke its US dollar sales record. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, while the Nintendo Switch has extended its streak in June 2021 as the leading hardware platform in terms of unit sales to 31, Xbox Series X and S took the top spot as the best-selling hardware platform in dollar sales for the month alongside setting a new dollar sales record in the US for the Xbox platform. As shared by the MPD Group's Matt Piscatella, Xbox's June 2021 is the best for the Xbox platform since June of 2011. Its performance helped June video game hardware dollar sales jump 112% when compared to June 2020 to 401 million. A short story, but I think it's important to highlight the success of Xbox. They have such momentum right now with Game Pass on all the games coming out, and it's pretty impressive to beat their last record in June 2011 when the Xbox Series 60 was a powerhouse. Number 4. Ubisoft delays Rainbow Six Extraction and Riders Republic. Jeffrey Rizzo at GameIndustry.biz writes, Today Ubisoft announced new delays to Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction and Riders Republic. The publisher said the changes to allow these titles to receive more player feedback. Quote, the goal with the decision is to delay both of these games to give more opportunities for players to test, play firsthand, and give feedback to ensure we are bringing the best experiences to market and allow them to reach their full potential. We believe the new release schedules will allow us to achieve that goal, that is the right decision for our players and for the long-term performance of our games. Riders Republic's new release date is now October 28th, 2021, and Rainbow Six Extraction's new release window is January of 2022. Both games have been delayed once before, Rainbow Six Extraction was delayed in October, and Riders Republic was delayed in January. Ubisoft has seen other delays as Skull and Bones has been pushed back yet again. It's sad because it really feels like these games aren't ever coming out. They've been delayed so much and they do look pretty intriguing. I'm not a Rainbow Six fan because of the slow gameplay, but Extraction piqued my interest as it's not PvP. Riders Republic looks like a ton of fun if I can get some of my other friends to play it. Take the time you want, make the game good, and release it when it's ready. Number 5. EA confirms no new Star Wars games at EA Play next week. Hyrule Cryer at GamesRadar writes, And a tweet by the official EA Star Wars Twitter account revealed that fans of Star Wars should temper their expectations for the show next week. The EA Play 2021 showcase will be held next week on July 22nd, and it won't feature any Star Wars games developed by EA. This means we won't see anything of the supposed sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, it also means we won't see if there's a follow-up from EA Motive to Star Wars Squadrons, which launched last year, following the smash hit success launch of Jedi Fallen Order the previous year. But the tweet from EA Star Wars at least serves as a reminder that there are Star Wars games in development at EA. You might recall that earlier this year, Ubisoft Massive was revealed to be developing a Star Wars game after Disney opted out not to renew its exclusive contract with EA. Shortly after EA confirmed that it would still be developing Star Wars games, there's at least something to look forward to. I gotta say I'm pretty disappointed that we're not going to see anything from a Fallen Order sequel. I'm all in on Star Wars right now and absolutely loving the Bad Batch, but I do think it's good to temper everybody's expectations ahead of the showcase confirming we won't see anything. However, what are they going to have? No Star Wars games, no Bioware games. I guess we're really going to see that Dead Space remake, but I hope they have more to show next week. Number 6. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is a Smash Bros alike featuring Spongebob, TMNT, and more. Joe Scrabbles at IGN writes, IGN can exclusively announce Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, a new fighting game featuring characters from Spongebob Squarepants, Rugrats, TMNT, Ren and Stimpy, and more. The brawler, which looks to be similar to Super Smash Bros. in style, will come to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch in Fall 2021. It's being developed by Ludodyssey and Fairplay Labs, and published by Game Mill Entertainment. 
We don't have a full list of characters just yet, but we know that the game will feature Michelangelo, Leonardo, Nigel Thornberry, Powder Toastman, SpongeBob SquarePants, Sandy Cheeks, Patrick Starr, Oblina, Lucy Loud, Lincoln Loud, Helga, Reptar, Zim, and Danny Phantom. All-Star Brawl will also feature 20 levels based on Nickelodeon shows, and will include single-player and multiplayer modes with local and online support for up to four players. You'll also be able to unlock new moves for every fighter, as well as earn bonus in-game content for the in-game gallery. What a nostalgia trip all these early Nickelodeon shows are for a kid who grew up in the 90s. I can't bet money that this will be a good game, but more competition in the space of licensed brawlers is always good. Number 7. Battlefield 2042 will include crossplay and cross-progression. Michael McWhorter of Polygon writes, Battlefield 2042 will include cross-platform play between PS5, Windows PC, and Series X, developer DICE, and publisher EA confirmed. Players on PS4 and Xbox won't be able to play against each other, but given the maximum player count difference from the 64 players versus 128 players on last-gen versus current-gen, cross-generation play will not be included in this year's Battlefield. In a blog post, DICE also confirmed that players on PC and consoles can opt out of playing against each other, addressing concerns about skill differences between mouse and keyboard and gamepad players. DICE says it will test out cross-play functionality during Battlefield 2042's technical playtest, which was scheduled to go live sometime in July, but has since been delayed till later this summer. Players who expect to play across multiple platforms also got some good news today. DICE says it's building cross-progression and cross-commerce for Battlefield 2042, which will be shared across all platforms. Quote, your unlocked progress and purchases in your PlayStation copy of the game will carry over to the Xbox or PC version and vice versa, end quote, DICE said. This is a huge one. Cross-progression needs to become more the norm like cross-play already is. Let's keep pushing it in the industry. Let us play and buy and carry over our progress from whatever system and platform we want to play on. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is going to go into the lore of Halo a bit more. Credit to Matt F at GameRant.com. Did you know Spartans were originally a police force? In Halo, we hear a lot about Spartan 2s, Spartan 3s, and Spartan 4s, but not so much about the very first generation of Spartans. While it's probably mostly due to them never having dealt with fighting the Covenant, there might be another reason. The Spartan 1 Project, also known as the Orion Project, were originally created as a military police force originally to help stop the inner colonies' conflicts and later the rebellions of the various insurrectionist factions. Interesting little tidbit, and as we lead up to Halo Infinite, we're going to touch more and more on pieces from Halo lore. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I finally completed Mass Effect 2, solidifying it still as one of my top three favorite games of all time, a must-play. And now I'm working through Mass Effect 3. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosen93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.